Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Data for Goalposts, where a bunch of data buffs talk about the beautiful game. Today we are carrying on with our Premier League preview and we are looking at Premier League newcomers, Norwich. So, so Norwich, they, they finished top of the, the, the championship last season, automatic promotion. They, they looked like they had the best XG or attack in the championship last year. And they, they, they're really a club that have gone up and down quite a bit, right? And they, they sort of backed themselves to get back to the Premier League if they ever go down without much investment, or at least that's what they did last time. So Sam, interested to know what the current state of play is going into the Premier League season. And if anything's different this time in terms of them backing their, their manager a lot more than they did last time. Because last time they just seemed to ex expect uh, and accept that they will go down and that's okay. I'm actually genuinely curious to see how Norwich are going to do this year because before kind of doing this pod, I was expecting them just to be complete relegation for fodder. However, um, they've They've really shown belief in Farquhar, who's just signed a four-year contract extension, which really kind of shows faith in like their strategy and the strategy that they're going towards in terms of becoming a Premier League club. Yes, they might yo-yo throughout the, the, the seasons, which they've proved to have done previously, but um, they're really kind of putting that belief in Farquhar. Um, and it's kind of fair to say that he made a fair few mistakes in his first season in the Premier League. Um, and I feel with some of the transfers which they've they've made, I think he's starting to make a change with that. So the first of which is their kind of transfer strategy. The previous season that they were in the Premier League in 1920, they were hell-bent on getting quantity rather than quality. And although that they've been kind of slightly frustrated by not landing their tar targets, they've focused on three kind of different areas. So the first of which is like the improvement of, in, of their defense. That's one of their key areas they've been looking into. They've yet to find a uh, center back, which is kind of a bit of a worry is there's only kind of three weeks left of the transfer window. They were gazumped by Brentford to, to get Aja in, which is a bit of a shame. They've, they've strengthened by buying uh, Ben Gibson. He was on loan with them last season, but they need that kind of second high profile center back, which they can help to, to really kind of shore up their defense. They're predominantly playing a back four most of the times last season, but in games, they would kind of flick to a, to a black back three. So to get that extra coverage center defense is vital. The second of which is the uh, bringing the phys physicality to, to midfield. Uh, both uh, Billing and Ajay have been looked at to improve that kind of physicality in midfield. And then lastly, area which they kind of want to focus on is the, the outgoings. So it's, be, it's worth knowing that the loss of Ben Dia to to Villa is probably one of their kind of key areas which they've sold out to like for 38 million but it's it's worth kind of seeing the the few that they had bought in are actually very astute signings and good value for money the first of which which i'm generally quite surprised that they got a very quite cost price deal is rashida he's Cosven from 9.5 9 million from Werder bremen 
Amazingly, he was actually on the verge of a thirty-five million pound deal from from Villa last season, and he can really kind of play in that variety of positions. So you would expect him to be kind of overtaking what Brendia was doing for the team last year, where he'd be playing in that kind of leap deep lying attacking midfield role or off off the wings when playing against your stronger opposition like your top four or top six. His strengths come from like really kind of carrying the ball and progressing it well. And and that's kind of where you'd expect to see them working towards our kind of ball correct progression area. Most of most of Farker's uh like nineteen twenty midfield was kind of well short for standard for um the, the running stats. So if you look at the amount that they they run, it was I think it was twentieth in the whole league. So they brought in some er, some players within that kind of midfield area to really help uh, improve that athleticism within the side. First of which is Pierre Lise Melieu from Nice, who is three point five million. That's kind of trying to get against their kind of nice playing mentality. Melius had like around 22 pressures per 90 minutes and was among the top 30% of midfielders in League One last season. So he has a really good good work weight off the off the ball. Smart Scout shows that his kind of playing style is uh, similar to a Ruben Nevers, who or to a lesser extent Mason Mount, which means like they basically run a shit ton. Looking into into the formation and the shape, Barca mostly used a four-two-three-one most of games last season. When then switches to three at the back whilst they're playing, so it only seems that Farker is looking for a bit more f- flexibility with his uh, tactical variations. And I guess this is where Gilmore comes in from Chelsea. I've only only really kind of seen him playing once against England, so I'll be relying a lot more on your kind of insight, Monty. However, I guess his ability to be that kind of metronome type player in the yeah. midfield, um, whether yeah, whether he's sitting like as a number six and being being deep, or kind of slightly higher up as a pitch as an as an eight as a deep line line playmaker, he can really be kind of starting attacks from deep and that will potentially be the I guess the way he plays will be dependent on Norwich's survival really yeah so so I I share your enthusiasm for watching Norwich and um Billy going there alone is one of the reasons why um I think most of you know I'm pretty uh big on Chelsea youngsters I think I think that we have the best academy in the country and it's it's starting to yield its fruit. Billy is a product of that academy. And um, key thing to know here is Daniel Farker, the, the manager, is um, is actually really close mates with um, Thomas Tuchel. Um, they were together in Dortmund and they have similar footballing philosophies. So I imagine that before Billy went on loan, they had um, a lot of conversation around um, how he, he wishes to play and, and use Billy Gilmore. So uh, I suspect um, uh, Billy's going to play a crucial role um, in their season, regardless of how results are going, or at least I'm hopeful that he will, because I wouldn't want him to use, uh, lose a progression year. Um, I think I think what you're saying, Sam, is they, 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 they have made some decent purchases already. 
um, and uh, they, they're shaping out to be a decent team. But um, the loss of Bundia would be fairly large uh, as a whole to fill. I mean, I would describe it as, um, in terms of a, a squad building challenge, a similar sort of um, challenge as Aston Villa losing Jack Creelish because Bundia has pretty much been their attack um, in terms of creativity um, um, and running the the progression. Um, so yeah, it, it 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 will be really interesting to see how Rashiska, the the winger they bought, um, fares in that aspect. Because um, just looking at um, his stats, um, he he seems to tick the dribbling box. But Bundia is much more for dri- much more than just a dribbler. He's also a really astute passer um, uh, in terms of. Um, the, the the passing selection that he does that, that leads to shots and assists. Um, I'd, but I'd agree. I'd agree. But Rashisa has um, his, his previous year in Bundesliga. He wasn't wasn't great in terms of his passing. But the year before, his um, his passing was one of the better. I think it was in the 90th percentile right. of the of the uh, German league for for passing within. Uh, which led led to goals. Any any idea why the drop off? He also played less last year. Was there an injury or something? He was injured, and they're all. I think he was in and out of the side because Werder uh, Bremen were had a bit of a tumultuous year. Him playing for moving to a side that's going to be in and around the relegation uh, teams may not suit him too well. But it'll be interesting to see how he fares. I don't think he's played too well the first couple of friendlies he's been he's been there. So, uh, based on some of the Norwich's fans' responses, he may he may be a bit of a maybe a bit of a miss or might need some time to settle in. It would be hard transitioning from the second um, German division to Premier League. Um, yeah, it probably would take time. If you look at even Bundesliga. Stars like Havertz and Werner, who's ta- who have taken time to, um, to 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 work out of the Premier League, and it's been happening for a while. Even Robert, Robbie, Bobby Firmino, he didn't have the best first season in Liverpool, did he, Scott? But after a while, uh, after a while, he was he was a near certainty to start. Yeah, I'm not sure why that is with with Germany. I think, like I said, with, with Werner, you're expecting. For a decent sized feed, expecting to hit the ground running a bit more, but it just does seem to take them just that little bit longer to to get used to it. But then they really do they do flourish, I think, once they have found their feet. I think I think it's um, an, an interesting yeah. aspect that's um, getting more and more research these days about league similarity. Um, so if if you are uh, looking to um, get sign someone for the Premier League, um, what are the best um, sort of success rates in terms of leagues uh, players are coming from and in, increasingly the the, the the hypothesis or indicators are that league are or the French league and championship are the best sort of pools of talent that Premier League clubs should buy players from in terms of how well they transition into the Premier League um, uh, style and hustle and bustle um, so yeah it's it's it's, it's 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 one to watch for your respective clubs and for clubs we're researching. Sam, what what does success look like for 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 Norwich coming season? I think it's twofold. The first of which is 
keeping some of their high-profile players. Uh, there's rumours circulating that uh, once kind of Greenish goes to City, Cantwell could be could be off to Villa. There, there's also there's also rumours circulating that if Madison goes to Arsenal, then then Leicester could be in for Cantwell as well. Mm. I think he he could potentially fill some of the hole that uh, Ben Buendia is is going to be leaving, which you kind of mentioned. Yeah. There's also Max Arons, who is very talented uh, right back. His his stats aren't that necessarily impressive, but he's uh, he, he's very good defensively. He uh, he he very very young. I think he's 22, 23. He looks like a decent prospect indeed. Yeah. Um, he's got he's got really good physical attributes. Um, it would be interesting to see um if uh he he acclimatizes better to Premier League this time around than last time. I'm pretty yeah, high on was, him. Well, there's a bit of uh fish out water last um last yeah. year, but um yeah, there's there's talks that he would have been allowed to go end of. Uh, this year they asked for one more year, and um, they got back into the Premier League, which I don't, I don't think Max was too happy about. I think he wanted he wanted to see um, the end of, of of Norwich and go elsewhere. But it'll be be interesting to see how how he gets on. But um, I guess that is kind of one of their successes stories if they can keep those players at the beginning of this year, and then secondly. It would be of course staying up. I think they've been in the Premier League now on five different occasions, and each of the five times they've they've gone down. So they they are the kind of typical yo-yo club, and they've got a great manager in Farker. And if they if they can kind of manage to get the rub of the green, they would hope they be in the Premier League next year. I think they'd be they've got a lot to offer, and they could be a very fun side to watch. Interesting. Does, does does Pookie give them quite a chance that he's he did score quite a few goals last season and he's got that bit of Premier League experience so maybe getting through some especially some of the tougher games. Maybe, but I think if we remember from Pookie's previous season in the Premier League, he caught a lot of teams by surprise and scored yeah. scored about scored six or seven early. within the first like the within August. He was ridiculous, yeah. and then within everyone's. FP, including FP one yeah. yeah including one hat trick that i just missed out on when i bought him but yeah yeah he, i he think quite really quick after that yeah i think a lot of teams worked out how to play him um and i'm not sure he had that much of an electric season in the in the championship last year he was consistent in terms of goals but he wasn't your kind of star this is when i'm going to get actually Taken down and see that he was top scorer or something when they he was he scored twenty six, which I don't know if that puts him top, but that's quite a lot <laughs> for, for a championship. Yeah, no, it's probably he is, he, he is he is thirty, so I know what you're saying. He's probably yeah. just not looking like as sharp as probably what he could have before, even though he's he's probably got the enough experiences to just still put goals away. So that's another looking like he looks like he's had the worst paper route ever in the history of the world. He looks like nearly fifty his face doesn't he yeah that's what happened yeah get bored early <laughs> it's yeah when, when you're bored it adds 10 years anyway I, we're digressing slightly so uh, yeah i think in general uh successful season season would be avoiding relegation and keeping keeping the fans happy by playing 
nice attractive football like they have been in the past four years of Barker's tenure. If you actually enjoyed this, which I'm sure you did, because why wouldn't you not want to listen to us talk about football and data analytics and shit? Remember to like, comment and subscribe.